Welcome back to the Art Inside the Craft podcast. I'm your host, Jeremy Glazier, and this is episode number 26. Today's episode features an interview I recorded with the legendary Jimmy Necco during his last tour with his band Ours in support of their self-titled album and their first tour back out on the road as things were beginning to open up last year while COVID was just winding down. Their album, Ours, has 17 deeply meaningful tracks on it, and we discuss not only the writing and recording of that album, but Jimmy graciously recounts his musical upbringing and how it helped shape his path to the groundbreaking singer, songwriter, and musician that he is. I'm always blown away by Neko's work, but that album in particular is something special. Listen in on that interview now with Jimmy Neko. Um, but before we talk about the album, I wondered if you wouldn't mind talking just a little bit um, about kind of how you got started in music, because your music is really, um, I think it's really intricate and your vocal lines are just like enormous. Um, so I'm always kind of fascinated, like how an artist gets to where they're, where they're at. So did you kind of, uh, what, what music, what instruments, I guess, did you start out with? And then did you actually take like music theory and all that kind of stuff and go to school for that? Or how'd you get to it? Um, I started with the guitar as a guitar player. And uh, I started to sing just out of necessity, basically. We, we couldn't find the singer. Oh. Um, you know, you're younger, and people kept saying, you know, they're, they're going to come and sing. Um, but they don't have the guts to show up, or when they did show up, they didn't have the guts to go up and actually sing. Ah. <laughs> so we were, we were really young, and I was like 14. Um, so the band kind of pushed me to do it at that time. And uh, basically what happened is once I... Once I did it for the first time and I heard myself back um, in the PA system and all that, I, I really enjoyed it. I didn't think that I was good at it or anything like that. It wasn't one of those things where I felt like, oh, wow, I sound really good. It was, it was just more about like um, being intrigued by, by trying to be good at it, you know, and mm. so that, that quest still uh, <laughs> is, is ongoing for me, just trying to be good at it. But I did, I did study music theory in high school we had a really great high school band um it was like a big jazz band and um so i I learned some theory there um mostly did guitar stuff i sang here and there with that band but it was mostly as a guitar player and um took a you know a handful of guitar lessons to learn learn my way around the guitar to understand you know the different keys and the cycles and all that and then singing was like, um, I didn't study singing too much. That was more of um, just digging in and figuring out a lot of things as, you know, as you're doing them and as you're trying to make a sound or get to a note. Um, but I did have a, a handful of lessons early on from, um, from somebody that basically set me on my path to proper, proper singing and um and she she was amazing this woman norma norma garbo she she really set me on my path and then so I, with that with the knowledge that she gave me i kind of dug in myself and you know tried to discover a lot on my own it was basically how it went you know yeah yeah it's incredible like your vocals are just man they're they're just insane <laughs> so thank you i always find it interesting to find out like how how people just get so good at what they're doing and yeah you guys a lot of hours a lot a lot of time Mm -hmm. you know just um especially 
on this latest record, I've pushed myself harder than ever. Um, you know, with with the the current climate of what goes on with with singers, uh, you know, and people making records, it's a little disappointing in the sense of not really knowing who's truly singing, just mm-hmm. because you can fix fix everything. And I basically I don't fix anything at all. It's it's not how I do it. Um, so I, I sing it until you know until I feel it's it's right. So this time I, I pushed myself harder than ever um, to just continue to grow. You know. Yeah, and speaking of uh, the album, um, that's it's seventeen tracks, which was just like a man. It's like a it's like an opera almost. It's it's so thematic. It's great. Um, and I just made a note that there's like nine songs that are over four and a half minutes long. <laughs> so that, from a production standpoint, is just fascinating to me. Um, what's kind of the evolution of the album? Because I read that. Uh, in the sheet that they sent over that you had to go through 200 songs and then actually recorded like 80 of them to choose from. Correct. Whoa. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. And that was like, um, I didn't really know where anything was going. What I did know was that I wanted to, I wanted to, um, put together in a sense, like a, a few albums that could be turned into, um, like a play or a movie or an opera, mm. like you were saying, and um, it turned out that even just the, this one alone, because it's seventeen songs and how um, in depth it gets and the, the places that it goes, even just this one could really, in my opinion, as well, could be turned into some sort of, um, you know, play. But it was, yeah, it was it was wild because I and I wasn't really sure exactly where anything was going. Sometimes. You know, like on on my first record that I made, I had all the songs pretty much written and I I heard in my head exactly what I wanted, where I wanted them to be. And, you know, I kind of wrote pretty much most of of the parts, 90% of the parts on that. My first record, I kind of constructed, you know, like writing every drum part and the the bass parts, the guitar, all of that stuff. Um, This time it was more about... um, you know, just I had no idea where anything was going to go. I had a, a basic idea of, of like an arc that I wanted to create. Um, but then, you know, as you get into it, some of the songs become maybe not not like um, repeating themselves as far as the same kind, like the same thing, but some of them give you the same feeling. So you, you start to have repeat um, emotions that you have you say okay well we're already, already getting that from these songs on this one so I'm not the kind of person um, through these years at least with ours records that has put all the same type of song on an, on an album I I just look at each each song should be its own scene or or emotion so each song usually changes so in the sense of a lot of rock bands, they might have a um, like a format, you know, where things are mostly have to have to live by that kind of structure or format. And I, I just I stay away from that through all these years. Not to say like I wouldn't do a record. We're talking about doing one that's more coming up, that's more just driven in the sense of high energy. Everything is high energy mm. for for those people that like that side of what we do. But when we when we get into it, um, I always feel like I would be Forward or let down myself to do everything in one one style like that, like one tempo, one 
one just one kind of structure like that so yeah there, it's it's a lot to listen to it's a big commitment to listen to the record but you know again i wanted it to be like like a real long proper movie you know that you know you can do a, these quick a quick movie that it gives you all the information real quick and um you know everything's nice and tight but then there are these other really amazing movies that are just this long subtle dialogue and um the moments the like the big changes um aren't necessarily big explosions or anything like that they're just like subtle little turns you know like the godfather (laughs) right (laughs) yeah i was gonna say um you know just like as an example going from songs like um see the light which is kind of like you know it's a little more rock and roll and then you follow that up with like um spectacular sight which is more industrial and gritty and then like a couple songs later you have eyes which has just you know beautiful strings and is airy and the entire op- the entire thing just it, it all flows together but like you were saying they're just totally different songs they're it's not not the same tempos not the same instrumentation it's all different it was daunting like the, the hardest part wasn't necessarily writing the songs or, or recording them. I, I had to mix them as well this time, and that was pretty a whole other new thing. But, you know, I ended up being the engineer to track the songs and to, to mix it. But, like, figuring out where everything went was the, like, telling that story was the biggest, you know, it's like having, you know, if you had, if you're a filmmaker and you have your sights set on all these different, settings and and scenes and you're building it that way without having the actual storyline clear i didn't have the storyline clear it was Mm. like i was kind of making it up as i was going so that was that was the the really daunting part so if if you think 200 down to 80 and then 17 17 really difficult to figure out a way to sequence that yeah and was this one kind of different in that way just because of like COVID and being shut down and kind of like, how did you work? Did, do you write all the stuff yourself or did you get together with the guys in the band or? I mostly write everything myself, mostly. Um, but this time, because we, we had so much time and it was so open and I have other writers in the band, people who, who write well, things just finally naturally took took a space where we we did write things together um which which was really great you know it's like to to be able to broaden your your own ideas beyond what you thought they could be because of other people's involvement makes it a bit more um there's you know there's it's really rewarding to know that you can do it on your own and i've done that for years but it's also a really special thing when you could find that balance with with other people and it doesn't compromise what you're doing at all but it Mm. enhances it and i had the blessing of basically that happening of certain songs being um enhanced by other people's involvement and you know i I took a different approach even on some where there's one song on the record get that feeling that started you know there's a like a young eight-year-old girl named riley who who started to write that song and she had this really what I thought is a very um, pure, beautiful song that blew me away, the idea. And I kept laughing because we're trying so hard to, you know, always to find that song. It's like to find that, it always seems to be like a missing chord mm. as 
as a writer like you, you're hearing something but you've searched for every chord and where where is it and so in that kind of you know process and then all of a sudden this really pure thing comes out of this eight-year-old child at the time you know she was she was young and but some time has passed since then but to, to hear that happen and kind of slap me really slap me around mm. to be like wow so to to take her idea and then i wrote a lot more on it like something like that is a pretty magical thing to me like wow i, I just wrote a, a song with a with a young girl mm. and it's one of my favorite ones so there was that kind of process throughout the record a song you are the answer April and the band had that lyric oh, on one of her songs. And I always loved that lyric. And her, her songs at the time were really these, these um, really kind of dark, slow um, moving songs. They were, they were intense. And around 2008, I felt like, okay, let's, why don't we take some of these and see what we can do if we, if we, I'm hearing the sound in my head that's almost this techno dance. I don't, I don't, I don't know what it, how to describe it other than now saying it's like you are the answer. So then I went and basically wrote an entire song around that, like a whole new thing, like um, you know, all new sections and everything. But it, it basically was built around the heart of the idea that you are the answer. That's cool. Um, so yeah, so. It, it, it happened in all different ways at this time. I do an awful lot on my own, but like I said, I had the blessing this time to really, you know, just in a natural way without anybody being forceful or with, without us trying to chase anything down for any sort of gain other than um, musical exploration and discovery was really our, our pure goals. And because of that, the, um, the songs, have, have happened in, in my opinion not to say that they can't even if it's like a more of a business transaction between people right. <laughs> as it as it often is but this was all really really pure yeah it really comes through that way too so how has the tour been going so far getting back out there and kind of i guess knocking the rust off a little bit <laughs> it's been it's been really great i'm the most excited about playing music that i've ever been in my life mm. during the during the time when you know, when it seemed like we had everything. I think anybody that's been through this or, or even just life, if you think about, um, there can be times when you have just a ton of money, but maybe you're, you're with somebody, a partner, or whatever that relationship might be, where you're just really not happy. And then times where you have nothing, but those elements are right. Um, we've had all that, those times when, we had the budgets and the big labels behind us and the big tours and none of it felt right to me, mm. not because it was on a, on a big level, but because there were certain aspects that we just, that we didn't have right because, um, for whatever reason, we just didn't. So I, we've been rehearsing now with this band. Um, and this has been the actual band now for about seven years. Mm. It's the longest, it's the longest band that, that consistent hours lineup that we've ever had and so for me this really feels like the beginning of it um it's what i was trying to do i never i never wanted or want the the lineup to change sure. it's just that not not everybody could you know it's like run away and stay in the circus right 
you know. It's tough. So, yeah. So it's been great getting out there and playing like that because it, it genuinely feels like the beginning. Yet the only tricky thing is that now we have legit over 100 songs that we, that we pull from. Right. From, from the records because first three records each have 12 songs. It's 36. We just put out 50 in total with the last few records that we put out. I have a solo record that I put out that was 14. That's 100 right there. And then we have another 10 to 20 that we do that haven't been released. Oh, yeah. That we, we throw in here and there. So it's the, the band knows up over 100 songs. And at any point, we could pull anyone out and play it. Crazy. Yeah, I was going to ask you. So you're also doing something which is kind of cool is you're, you're, you have select nights where you're playing the complete album um, distorted lullabies in its entirety. And so, um, that tomorrow night, will that be the first time that you've done that on this tour or have you done that already? We did it in New York. Oh, in New York. Okay. Uh, back in December. So it will be the first time on this run. And you know, the, it's interesting out there just as far as, you know, kind of talked about what it's like for us and why we're having a good time doing it. But as far as being back out and, you know, in the middle of this pandemic is still, is still lingering and people are still concerned here and there about being out, but we feel pretty good about, about it. We've, uh, we've all had our, our vaxes, our, our boosters, and we've also had it. <laughs> yeah. So, um, as I know it's not, I'm not laughing at anybody who's gotten it or, passed away from it but we 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 feel together we feel pretty good about um you know it's it's always could be a risk because who knows what's around the corner but you know it, it feels okay uh, in, in all honesty like i'm saying it feels okay to be out playing feel i feel it feels normal to me again um so that's what the general you know certain places have their mandates and then that you know, obviously, we lose a lot of people that way, but but the spirit is and the shows are stronger than they've ever been. So, Very cool. yeah, cool. This tour, you said you're working on um, another album to be out yes. sometime. We're trying to decide if we want to put it out in the summertime or the fall, but or if we wait till January. It's you know, I, people. I think sometimes. Um, can get a little hung up on when something came out as to whether or not it's new. And I think things roll over relatively quickly, but we don't, we don't view it that way at all. It's, it's a, that's a preposterous way to look at it. In my opinion, to just put it like a, a two week period on an album, you know, sometimes albums take 10 years to really set in and reach people. Yeah. So the, the record that we, we feel we just put it out because we couldn't tour it. So it's, it still is a, a new record for us. Um, and, um, but that, that being said, you know, it's like if we, if we put it out, this new record, we put it out towards the end of the year and then we don't get the tour. We don't want people to feel like, oh, you put that record out last year. Right. So we'll, we'll feel it out and see. But yeah, that's going to be a high like all high energy hmm. record. And so have you guys already recorded that one or that one's still kind of most of it, most of it. Oh, wow. 
Yeah, yeah you're very productive. <laughs> Lots going on with you guys. <laughs> yeah, we we got we kind of got off the grid um, over the last decade plus, and I just went underground and started kind of going and getting into the, all these songs. There's still so many that I need to record, and that's what I'm most concerned about. It's great to get out and play, and I think that that's really important in what we do like getting out there and playing but the recordings are are what are gonna hopefully stand the test of time and um so i just i want to i want to try to get as many of them finished as i can so that's that's been the, the mindset so i i was technically you know um detached and underground long before the the pandemic hit so mm. as that's been difficult for some people it's nothing has changed for, for us in that way gotcha. at all. Um, it's, it's just normal, you know, so really for like a year plus of it, when people started to go stir crazy, I was like, I don't, I don't understand. <laughs> I want to send out a tremendous thank you to Jimmy Necco for giving me some time to have a conversation about his craft. Jimmy just also released a new solo project called The Heart and is back out on tour with ours starting in April of 2023. Thank you to Erica of Erica Tucker PR and Video Promotions for always making these incredible connections. I have to thank my sponsors, Inc19.com and Black Cat Bone Productions. Be sure to click the links in the podcast description to each site and follow along for new content. There are many more exciting episodes on the way, and I really look forward to you hearing them. Thank you again for listening, and as always, I will see you all down the road.